BPI Sports has always been a massive supporter of natural bodybuilding, so it only made sense for us and them to partner up. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by BPI Sports, and if you want to support them and us, use code NattyNewsDaily at checkout for some exclusive discounts off any of your orders. Enjoy the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the next installment of the Natty News Daily Podcast. I believe this is episode 91 now, so we're over that land gem pen. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, yeah, there we go. There go. There's definitely some bodybuilding history here, but also some entrepreneurship, some engineering fun for the gym. I think this is going to be a really good episode for a lot of people. And as Dan is our resident meathead engineer, I'm going to be sitting back, learning a little bit, hopefully, like you guys are, and I'm going to turn it over to Dan here to do some intros, and let's dive into it. Oh, yeah. So uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. And uh, why don't you introduce yourselves uh, before we get going and then we can get in a little bit of your history. Yeah, sure. Chris, do you want to go first? Uh, I missed that. I actually missed that bit. It went all digitized. I apologize. I think I'm having issues with my with my mic here. So uh, just looking for an, for an intro of you guys. Uh you know, a little bit of your background, uh, your history, and then we can get into the weeds and some stuff. Sure. Um, I'm Chris. I, uh, I've known Ben for probably must be four or five years now. Uh, we we set, set up Jimpin in 2020. I, I have a background in left school. I went and did a, an apprenticeship in toolmaking, plastic injection molding. So I learned to very quickly... Uh, be able to chase half a thou here, half a thou there, and got very uh, OCD with uh, with making things. Love making things whenever out of mainly steel. Uh, I, I enjoy cars and going to the gym. And I met Ben through uh, through training. We both we both uh, we both like training. Um, we went into business together, um, and the rest is history. Basically, yeah. Um, so my name is my name is Ben Clark. A lot of people know me as Ben at Jimpin, which is the, uh, the the name on the Instagram. Um, just just in terms of training, I've been training for sort of twelve to fifteen years. I've always been in, in and around gyms and always loved my training. <clears throat> I remember I remember working in a uh, working in in a, in, a, in a little call center throughout college. Um, and I used to, I used to go on, go on and read the, do you, does, anyone, does anyone remember Simply Shredded? Simply Shredded.com? No? Yeah. Just yeah. I do. Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. reading, I remember reading the, you know, interviews on natural bodybuilders, you know, Doug Miller and people like that on there. Um, what's Aaron, Aaron, what's his name from Australia? Um, I don't know. I can't remember his natural bodybuilders from Australia um, and, and general natural bodybuilders from around the world. And, and, and I remember just being following the scene. And then obviously as, as Instagram, as Instagram took off and you know, the, the, the UK natty scene is, is quite big these days. Um, oh, yeah. I follow that quite extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the boys like AJ and Jack and George and, and, and various others all, all, all helping promote that. Um, in terms of in terms of jimping though, so as Chris said, Chris and I have got another business together. So we're 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 business partners prior to jimping. Um, jimping itself, I was training in a uh, in the UK. We have a chain of, of gyms called Total Fitness, not particularly hardcore. You know, similar to something like Planet Fitness, I suspect over in the states. 
Um, but I was doing an, a, a life fitness adductor, the one with the, the rotational add-on weight at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was doing it for, for weeks on end, just, just running the logbook, and I was doing 20, 30. And I, I, I did something like 40 reps with the full stack. Um, and I was completely bored of training this way. And I, I was just thinking of ways that we could add more weight to the stack. I've always been quite enterprise, and enterprising and trying to think of new things. And, and, and I just thought there's got to be an adapter or something that we can add to the stack, which will allow me to add another 10, 15, 20 kilos, 30, 40 kilos if needs be. Um, luckily, I knew the man for the job um, who's sitting opposite you today. Um, we sketched out a very, very rough drawing of something which we thought might work um chris sort of said leave it with me and then a few days later came up with the first variation um looking back i think we can both agree chris it was absolutely abysmal (laughs) um and the first the first variation had flanges had flanges on each end but then as soon as you had a guard on the machine it wouldn't fit through the guard on the machine if that makes sense yeah yeah Uh, too wide yeah quite too wide so it had a had a sort of three or four inch flange on it and quite quickly that got deleted um it turned out they were they, they were too heavy they weren't strong enough um and i can't I, I can't remember chris how many iterations we we did before we felt we had one that was that was commercially viable uh but we went through the iterations and eventually we thought actually there might be there might be something in this people all over the world might have the same problem you know i'm not I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm strong. I'm not the strongest guy in the gym by any stretch of the imagination, but I figured if I can, you know, if I can stack machines at say 200 pound, a 200 pound body weight, there's got to be big boys and girls all over the world who've got a similar problem and who, who don't find the stack challenging enough. Um, so then we started to put them, put them online, started Instagram, started, started Facebook pages, put them on eBay. And we started to sell them. We started to sell them to, to, you know, Obviously, we're based in Manchester, which is in the northwest of the UK, but we started to sell them to places like Ireland and France, which at the time was just unbelievable that people were buying them from overseas. And we started to sell to, to America, and we thought, wow, this is wrong to something here. Um, and then we've just we've just gone from there, really. We've just carried on doing it every day, and, and it's, it's taken off really well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said you started the company in 2020. When were you first tinkering and experimenting and and coming up with your first iterations was that in 2019 then it's around about lockdown it was around about lockdown but it was yeah it, we, we, yeah we fir- the first iterations were, were made at the start of 2020 um and then we started selling them well in 2020 as well it was quite a quick quick turnaround uh, yeah quite a quick 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 turnaround quick quick route to market um we were we were we were excited to get them out and long long term or long long term uh, followers of the brand will remember that the, the first ones didn't even have a sticker on the end or didn't even have any logo at all we were so excited to get them to market that we didn't even bother putting a logo on the end we didn't have a brand name we just the original instagram was called weight underscore stack underscore extender underscore pin <laughs> i love that i, I love that because i think there's something to not necessarily perfecting it the first time and just doing it just putting it out there and you know is that is that something that you guys think or yeah I mean, we were very much led by the customers um yeah they said it wasn't strong enough we had to go go and make it stronger 
Because um, yeah. I, I surely wasn't lifting what some of the customers were lifting. Um, so I would just continue to try and make, um, we've got the mini pin here. Um, I'll just show you. We've got the mini pin, gym pin and king pin. Um, really just to, we started off with the stamp first gym pin, um, six inches long, and you can fit a fair amount on this. And um, we got the people saying, look, well, I use bumper plates, which are much thicker, need more room. Um, you can put more room on, you can put more on the uh, kingpin, but you just have to make it stronger because the more you wait, the more you put on, the more it's going to go through this bit. You got a mo in the um, moment arms longer. Yeah, so it's yeah, really so load out. Yeah. We quickly, we quickly realized that the um, the aluminium thing can look pretty and hold the weight central. The um, the thing which is why we think we've got a good, nice, good, strong, uh, good, strong uh, gym pin is this bit here. So that's really what our work has been doing on is mm. making this bit nice and strong because no one wants it to bend. It's no use if it bends. And how have you guys gone about that? Is is that with the uh, different manufacturing for the steel and different uh, processing, or because I know you can do cold uh, work and hot work and that background in plastic injol plastic uh, injection mold tools um, helped me ascertain what the right material was and what the right properties was uh, that was required. Uh, so we've got a recipe a recipe for our pins and. Mm -hmm did a lot of work put into that bit. So Chris, do you have an access, access to a, a machine shop then and and where you can fabricate and then how are you doing the testing as well? Initially, curious in that process. So I, I um, before we before we got set up, I would uh, operate out of my dad's garage. So he's got a pretty good uh, fully kitted work, uh, workshop, um, big scrap bin. And the first one was made I tried to reach down for it before. I thought I had it in the drawer. And the first one was just made out of tube, uh, a cap on the end, larger cap on yeah. the other end, which made the flange. We were trying to um, make it what looked like a barbell, essentially. And the first pin that I ended up welding in was just out of the scrap bin, what I had lying around with just mild steel. It looked the part, but it looked okay at the time. <laughs> doesn't look like it, it, it they look much better now but i gave it to ben he went away and tried it and it just went yeah. locked down so <laughs> that's when we knew uh this wasn't quite as simple as it seems yeah there was never any intention to to sell them worldwide but the first one that chris made was you know respectfully to chris it, it wasn't particularly good looking it wasn't it wasn't aesthetic at all um but it served a purpose and as soon as i got it out of my bag i got a few people around the gym asking me what it was and where they could buy it from um and then you know we were, i gave some feedback back to chris and we we just decided to to start making them and to go back to your question um we, we just sort of got started we didn't really we, we got started we listened to feedback we've tested we've tweaked We've reviewed the range. We've we've tried to improve it where we can, and we've 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 taken customers' feedback on board. It, it was never, you know, it, it was very much um, what what you mentioned before, Dan, about sort of getting started and not being perfect, and you know, trying yeah. to I don't know what don't, do you know what I mean? We, we just wanted to get started and, and get the word out there. We we're excited well, you, more than anything. We're excited to help people train with our stuff. Yeah, and you might you might oh go ahead go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you at all. 
we, we um, at, at the beginning, we didn't quite, uh, get our heads together and say, we want to do a gym brand. We want to, we want to make cool stuff. We want to do a, a, a gym focused brand and make accessories. Um, we, we were already in business. Um, ben just said, I need something like this. Can you make me one? The first one I rattled up over the weekend with stuff out of the scrap then. Um, very small batch sizes to begin with. It started on Instagram, didn't it then? Yeah. And it just, batch sizes just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, we can make changes here. We can make it better here. And it's yeah. sort of happened as we've gone. And then it's, we realized this thing, People wanted to buy them, so we just keep making them. Yep. That's yeah. wild. I you, love you that kinda, story. Yeah. I was going to say, you answered kind of what I was going to say there, right? Like some of the most successful businesses, it's not about people sitting down saying, how can we get rich? How can we make money? It's, I have a problem. I want to solve my problem. And along the way, I realized that a lot of other people have this problem as well. So you yeah. just, you found the problem you, and, and there's the solution. And then along the way, you know, you might think something's perfect, right? It might fit exactly what you want, but like you said, you got it out there, you started getting the feedback and now you've kind of adapted it to fit other people's needs as well. So now yep. it's not just about you guys anymore. It's, you know, it's yep. a global uh, market for you guys. Yeah, quite literally. And, and, and we've, you know, we, we don't know how people will treat them. So we had to make them as strong as possible. You know, I, I knew, for example, that I would treat my belongings very, very well. And if I, I would never, you know, at the end of a set, I would never drop drop the stack onto it, but you don't know what customers are going to do. So we have to over-engineer them to try to take into account every possible outcome. Um, they were originally made from steel, as Chris said, but then we changed the body to aluminium so that we could... The goal, the goal. another another interesting, something people might find interesting is um, when we first set out, we thought, all right, this, this is quite interesting. Like, we, we've got some momentum here. And then we're like, okay, right, what's the goal? So the goal we said, initially we said the goal was uh, sort of every gym in the world. Let's try and get these products into every gym in the world. So then we started approaching gyms um, directly. And some people said, no, no, we don't, we don't like the idea of that. So now then the idea became, well, every gym bag in the world. Um, and to do that, we needed the, the product to be light enough to carry in your gym bag. And the idea has always been to keep these things in your gym bag, like you would your, your straps, your chalk, anything else so we needed them to be as strong as possible whilst also being light as possible to keep in your gym bag and bring out when the time is right so they're not onerous to carry around day to day in your gym bag um and i think we cracked it so i think we yeah i think we, I think we cracked it it's tremendous that, that was something i was going to ask was if you guys had approached any like commercial entities or anything like that but it sounds like that might have been one of the first steps you guys did and realize that that wasn't necessarily your niche originally when when um when we went into lockdown everyone was buying home home gym equipment like crazy uh and we were wanting to get you know people were buying it for their own gym in their own house so they were the they were the owners of their equipment and they were quite happy quite happy to use that um when lockdown lifted it started getting finding its way into commercial gyms and that's when we realized people want these for themselves not the sort of thing typically gets left in the gym people take it home with them yeah yeah and i think probably you're finding that more and more individuals at least i know in the community that i'm in and maybe in the u.s a little bit more like the home gym garage gym community is just thriving right now so mm -hmm. 
you know, it's it's probably a good time for you guys because of that. Yeah. Well, we had I I had no idea that the home gym the home gym community or the home gym scene even existed in the states in the UK. We don't have anything like that at all because we don't have the space. You know, mm-hmm. in in America, you've got your big double and triple car garages as you as you call them or, or garages as we call them, um, and they're all you know people people put their life and soul into the gym, and it's you know. Um, whereas in the UK we just don't have that. It's very, very rare to see a, a very, a, a very good facility at, at someone's home. That the majority of of people train in gyms. So we figured, let's approach the gyms. It will. Some, some. Don't get me wrong. Some gyms love the idea of our products, and then they do buy a lot of our products. Um, some gyms don't, which is fine. We're not. We're not here to sell to everyone. Um, but the, the, as Chris said, the end user became our our uh, primary focus, and we were trying to get them in. In gym bags is the is the goal. So with that, you said with the rise in home gyms. I mean, that's kind of how I started using them because for my home gym, for my free motion, for some of my machines, I saw it as very useful to have. Have you seen most of your sales in the U.S. then, or kind of a split? Because obviously you guys are UK based, so I'm curious to hear kind of how your what your market looks like. It's it's, uh, it's it's a much bigger market than the UK, that's for sure. Uh, so we sell more than fifty percent over to the states, yeah. Wow. So it's it's a it's a, a fair share, yeah. Yeah. We've got we've got our we've got our distributor over in California on repeat sports. So shout out to on repeat sports. They they stock our things over there. We we also ship directly to the states. Um, but you no, know, we we it, it's a much bigger market than. Um, than we first anticipated, for sure. That's terrific. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> I've I've seen how, just the growth of it. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say. I mean, how many? Do you know off the top of your head how many countries you have shipped to? Um, we last counted quite a few months ago. Uh, uh, do, do you know if the numbers changed since then, Chris? We, we would sell to anywhere that the website would allow. Uh, the, the entire list, um, we opened up shipping to there. We've sold to some unusual places. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll send it to anywhere. Anywhere that the, the post will let us send it to, we'll send it. So to, um, to answer your question, James, it's sort of 70 plus countries so far. That's impressive. That's awesome. That is Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All, all from something come coming out of the scrap bin, right? <laughs> I think that's the beauty of um, how the social media has affected it because yeah. right, right, it, it started in a scrap bin and it started in my dad's garage and then was able to put it, you know, reach every corner of the globe essentially through through mm-hmm. social media. So it's very, mm-hmm. um, it's, it just shows what you can do on social media. I mean, there's we've had fantastic growth there's companies that have would make us look you know minuscule but i think ben's done considering what we've got uh with the niche and the product that we've got i think he's done tremendously well and that's that that was actually kind of a question i was thinking about so with with social media and and marketing all that sort of stuff so obviously to a certain extent you guys have grown very organically um Mm -hmm. But obviously you've seen, you know, in two years, you know, an explosion of growth. I mean, now I'm see- I'm seeing your your products in like Hunter Labrada's videos and they're talking about it and all over the place. So 
Yeah. Could you touch on how you've leveraged social media, marketing, reaching out to people? Well, obviously we have a, we have a code with you guys. How yeah. have you gone about that? And how have you iterated that process? Because um, beyond just making a good product, I mean, marketing it and getting the, your word, the word out and your name out is obviously huge too. So I'd love to hear how you guys went about that. Um, if you'd have asked me my thoughts on social media, three years ago, I would have told you that it's, it, well, I, w I won't say what I would have said, but it, I would have told you it's not for me. <laughs> I would have told you it's not for me and I've got better things to do with my time. Um, but it, the, the, the business has really opened up my eyes to the power of social media. Um, I, I love it. I spend a lot of my time on it. I love interacting with people all over the globe. Um, in, in terms of getting the, the, the name and the brand out there, We've, we're very, very fortunate in the fact in this tiny little niche that we are operating in is that people who are on Instagram, who are training very, very hard and who are the big names in the industry, um, want to improve their training at, at any cost. And if someone can provide a product which will allow them to do that, 99% of the time, they will be open to doing so. So we've simply reached out to a few people and said, hey, you know, hey guys, do you want, do you want to try this out? And let us know. And there's no, we don't do any obligation. There's no obligation that we don't expect anything in return. Um, but we're very, very fortunate in being able to say that the people who promote our product do so because they like the product. Um, and, you know, we wake up and we've had a tag from Sean Clarida, or we've had a tag from, like you say, Hunter Labrada, or we've had a tag from other IFBB pros and, and World Strongest, you know, Nick Best and people like that who who like who tried the product and like the product. Um, and it is a real pinch me moment because as a sort of fan of the sport and as a, as a fan of strength training in general, you follow these guys on Instagram and you, you know, you, you, you watch the world's strongest men competitors and you watch Eddie Hall using the, you know, in world's strongest man and stuff like that. And then you see the products that we've made over the past two years in his YouTube videos, um, you know, Ian, Ian Valier and Chris Bumstead and stuff using our product. It's a real pinch me moment. Um, we've just had to get the word out there and, and it's just grown tremendously quite frankly well, there's a there's a lot of integrity in the product right it's not like i mean you look at supplements like supplement companies are always you know hey our product's better than theirs we have this magic ingredient you know you look at all these different things in the market and it's all trying to just i mean you don't have to sell your product it's stand on its own like hey you have a problem we have the solution to the problem it's as simple as that there's no it is what it is, right? There's, you don't have to be evidence. There's no research behind it. Well, I mean, there is research, but there's not like someone countering that it doesn't do what it does. You can see it working. Yeah, it, it, it's self-explanatory. Um, mm -hmm. And that was really, oh, just, also just to touch upon, people ask me where the name came from. Where did Jimpin come from? And I'd love to tell you that there's an extensive, you know, round table discussion. Um, but as I said to you earlier, the, the, the name was, the, the original Instagram name was weight underscore stack underscore extender underscore pin. And I said to, to a friend at the time, I said, we've started selling these products and it's a pin that you use in the gym. So I was thinking about calling it gym pin. And she said, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's stuck. But, you know, the, it, it, it is a pin that you use in the gym. It, you know, we, 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 we probably could have put more effort into the name, but the name translates very well around the world. So we get people who tag us with in their respective language and then it will say, 
gym pin at the end and people understand what that is it's a pin that you use in the gym um and there is a sort of integrity to that it is self-explanatory like you say james simplicity is is nice and it you know it describes the product well so yeah i i can't argue with it but yeah (laughs) just this whole this whole story is so cool um so you guys are are expanding your line too um I've, I've seen you've produced some machine extenders and, and some of the, uh, the bar for the, that can carry the D handles. Um, yeah. what kind of got you into that? What are the future things that you see for Jim pin? What, what are you trying to get into? Well, the, uh, just on the Jim pin aspect, we very quickly realized we couldn't just make a one size fits all. And yeah. you now make 10 different varieties all different shapes, sizes to accommodate different pin diameters, different thicknesses of plates, different machines. Some machines have a guard around the front of it. So you can't you can't go ahead and put a kingpin in it. And uh, we had a you have to remind me, Ben, that we had a we had a, a customer that said um he did exactly this. He put it into the weight stack. He did went and did a rep and it actually went and bent the machine instead of bending yeah. the jump in. Yeah, we had we had a guy who we had a guy who was doing a lap pull down. He's a big boy. I'll have to, I can't. He's, he's from Scotland. Ale, Ale, I think his name's Alex. I'm like, I'll have to. I'll tag him. I'll tag him. But um, he was he was doing a lap pull down or something like that. And one of the the, the kingpin hit the one of the cross members, uh, and the machine dented, whereas the the gym pin didn't, which was quite cool. Um, but we've always been we've always listened to customers and we've always been sort of customer led you know people have asked us you know can, do you think you can make something to do with this and we thought yeah that's a good idea so we'll do that and we'll you know we'll bring out extenders for the ends of hammer strength machines um a common one is you see that the the row the hammer strength row gets maxed out quite a lot and people stand back as you've seen people stand back with their arm against the pad to change the change the moment arm um you, ha- you have to shift a lot more weight and if you're using bumper plates which are two or three inches thick then you're only going to get probably four plates on which is just not enough so we then brought out the machine extenders and and um the d-handle bar we had a d-handle we, we thought well whilst we were going into the, the home gym market we thought well we want, it'd be good to bring out a very versatile bar so people don't have to have you know eight to ten different types of bars in their in their home gym and taking up space and and spending money on it so we brought out this bar which meant that you know a, a, a guy can't, who is quite broad can train and his wife can use the handle which is slightly narrower um and it's one bar and it's very very versatile and it, it, it works perfectly um we had a guy who was training in do you remember that guy there was a guy in finland who was training outdoors and he needed the he needed um he wanted to stay in the steel version because he was training outdoors and he didn't want any chance of any any oxidizing at all so we, that's that's what uh, we we then brought up the stainless steel version with him in mind and other people in mind and it, it works out really well so we're always we're all you know every comment and every tag uh on social media we see and we we discuss in-house and, and we try to try to take it on board and to the benefit of the brand and the benefit of the range i i love um, that 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 process and i i that's why you guys, I think, are successful is because rather than, as James said before, kind of starting with how can I make money, you're, you're starting with the problem first and, mm. and saying, this is a problem. How do we solve it? And then make mm. money off of that. You know, 
it, it's starting by identifying the problem first, mm -hmm. then finding a solution rather than starting at the, the last step sort yeah. of thing. So I, I really like that, how you guys have approached that. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, Thank you. We are coming up on kind of the end of our time here. Um, so is, are there any, any closing thoughts or any, anything else you want to plug or, or discuss real quick before we wrap things up here? We've, uh, we've been very busy in the lab producing new prototypes. Uh, there's a few things going on behind the scenes. Uh, we're looking at doing more attachments uh, to complement our D-handle bar. Uh, just actually, as we uh, record this, we are just um, having our first batch very, very close to being finished. Uh, they'll be going for coating within probably next week. Uh, this is a version two uh, of our D handlebar. So that's going to look and feel different. It's going to feel very, very, very nice in the hand um, and be what's one thing that we've had to consider um, setting a manufacturing business up at this time is what material prices have been doing. Prices everywhere have been going up. But that's been a big consideration for us. And we've almost had to learn jumping at the deep end, if you like, in terms of supply chain, um, solidifying supply chain, making things, trying to keep costs um, and, and, and sale prices you know, realistic. Uh, we've We've, we've done a lot of work on the D-Hammer bar and that's, that'll be launching very, very soon. Um, and then attachments to come soon after. We'd like, we'd like to bring out, you may have seen on the website, we do sell the D-Handle bar with the angled 90s. They're very good. Shout out to, uh, shout out to the boys over in Italy. They're made in Italy and we, we distribute them via our website around the world as well. Uh, we want to bring out some, some D-Handles, we think, at some stage. Um, we want to bring out some some clothing at some stage, and we're just finalising a few samples of the you know clothing and t-shirts and things like that. Um, but if it, our ears are always open, if anybody has any good ideas, anybody has, an, has a problem in the gym that they think needs solving, then please comment, send us a DM, send me a voice note on Instagram or TikTok, and 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 ask us because if if you've got the problem, then someone else has probably got a, a similar problem, and there might be uh, might be a solution that we can come up with. Yeah, very welcome like here it. for me. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. So, uh, where where can everyone find you then? Um, the Instagram is Jim at Jim underscore pin. The TikTok is Jim pin no underscore. Um, email is hello at Jim hyphen pin uk. Any any way you'll get in touch with us, we'll respond very quickly. Um. We're always happy to speak to people. It's always good fun interacting with people around the world. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate both your guys' time and, uh, and joining us today and, and talking business, talking shop. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us.